Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 81st episode of the Cozy Show podcast. Okay, so without any further ado, let's not waste anybody's time, especially not any of your time. Let's get right into it. So, as always, let's do it. Here we go. Rats, do this. Here we are. Okay. So, um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, plenty of news to get into, plenty to go around, and all that good stuff. Um, but I don't want to waste anybody's time, especially none of your time. I just want to get right to the point and right into the news. You know, just get right into the, you know, meat and potatoes, if you will. So, there you go. Okay, so, um, I did not have a chance to see Good Morning America today, um, that's on me, um, I was, um, getting my beauty rest, I guess you could say my beauty sleep, and man, I got plenty of that, um, but anyway, um, so I, I did not watch Good Morning America, so there will be no non-sports news, media topics, current events, or anything like that to speak of, at least for the majority of the show. Um, instead, I want to talk about the usual suspects, <laughs> as far as, you know, what topics you can generally expect on this podcast. Um, and that would be professional sports, professional wrestling, and even freestyle on this podcast if there's any time to do so. So let's get right into it. Okay, first things first. Number one, I'm watching Monday Night Raw, which is a WWE um, brand show, and currently... Um, Sonya Deville, who was an on-screen, uh, you know, uh, management edition, if you will, um, is taking on Bianca Belair, a match she just won, by the way, like, just now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raw is underway, um... About an hour left of the show to go. Um, Bianca Belair just got a very big victory for herself um, as she took down an old rival. Um, however, 
Making her way to the ring right now is Bailey with microphone in hand. And so, um, <laughs> I'm not going to try to adversely affect what I'm doing here by trying to draw, you know, any of you professional wrestling fans attention to Monday Night Raw. I know I'm trying to keep, you know, your attention right here on this podcast, so... Um, please stay tuned. Um, with that being said, let's move on. Um, you know, I don't want to do anything that's counterintuitive as it relates to, you know, this podcast. So let's move on. Okay. So we're within the five minute mark of the show. So now it's definitely time to get into some news. So let's do that. Okay, first things first. The first um, Sunday of the season, the first, you know, yeah, the first regular season Sunday of the NFL went pretty well. Um, Of course, that rhymed, but um, of course it was week one Sunday. Plenty of good matchups to talk about. But we begin today with the game between the Bengals and the Steelers. Now, where do I begin with this game? Where do I start? Like, where do you even look to tackle this initially? Um, you know, there's so many different directions you can go with this. So many different narratives and storylines and all that stuff. But to me, uh, I think what's more important more than anything else is the fact that these two division rivals, um, heated division rivals at that, um, they, you know, they decided um, they were going to give it their all in uh, their first meeting of the season. And you could spin the narrative however you want. How Cincinnati couldn't uh, close the game out. How they weren't able to make their late game field goals or overtime field goals for that matter. At the same time though, Pittsburgh had a missed field goal. They had missed opportunities as well. But history doesn't um favor talking about the losers history only likes to remember the winners and unfortunately the team that i hate one of the teams that i hate in the NFC North probably my most hated team the AFC North the Steelers they came out with the win 23 to 20 at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati So I'm sure that Joe Burrow and company will have a lot of, you know, fuel added to the fire when they meet up again in Hines Field in Pittsburgh. So stay tuned for that. But in any case, we move on. Um, Speaking of rivalry games, another budding rivalry game that took place was that of 
you know, Baker Mayfield's led uh, Carolina Panthers taking on those Cleveland Browns. Now, keep in mind, um, allegedly, supposedly, hypothetically, whatever, 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 etc., 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 no one's trying to get sued, that whole deal. Um, Deshaun Watson is, let's just say, dealing with, um, you know, he's dealing with, uh, put it this time, put it, excuse me, put it this way, he's on vacation. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, anything beyond that is gray area territory. Um, I don't want to say anything that I'm not qualified to talk about or anything, you know, that's above my pay grade. Don't want to say anything polarizing or controversial or highly questionable, so let's move on. But anyway, those Browns took on the Panthers, and the Browns beat the Panthers, led by Baker Mayfield. This was supposed to be Baker Mayfield's revenge game, quote-unquote. Um, but that was not the case. And I guess the craziest part about all this is, um, he lost in his home stadium to the, to the team that drafted him. Like, it's one thing to lose to the team that tried to get rid of you, but it's another thing to lose on your new home floor, your new, your new home field. That's exactly what happened yesterday. So, as far as I know, these two don't meet again. Um, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But I don't think they'll meet again in the regular season. At least not this time around. So, Baker Mayfield um, is having to deal with the narrative that he couldn't beat his old team. That's pretty embarrassing. But in any case, we move on. Currently, there's another game going on right now. A, quote, revenge game, if you will. Russell Wilson taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Um, that game is... It looks promising. Looks like it's got good potential. Um, you know, I've checked that out a little bit. Um, I'll definitely check it again. Check it out again, rather. Um, once... Monday Night Raw goes off the air, but uh, there's been some good games so far. And it, the games keep on going, so there you go. Another game I'd like to talk about was the Sunday Night Football game between the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, and of course those Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were, who are actually the former um champions, former Super Bowl champions, um, but again, history isn't kind to the losers, history only likes to remember the winners, um, the Rams are the current Super Bowl champs, and I'll get to that in just a moment, but this particular game was very lopsided, it was not close by any stretch, and certainly not by, um, 
the America's team standards. Um, but anytime you have Tom Brady on the sideline, I don't care what coach you're dealing with. Rather, it's, you know, Todd Bowles, who was actively coaching and is the head coach of that team. Or if it's Bruce Arians, who is retired and could be seen in the stands, probably in a suite somewhere. But you get the point. Um, but for me, what really uh, got my attention was the fact that the Dallas Cowboys, um, there wasn't much good stuff to say if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, like I am. <laughs> so... You could only imagine it was hard to watch um, them collapse in front of their home stadium, their home fans, and, of course, Jerry's world, <laughs> um, as they like to call it over there at AT&T Stadium. Not Jerry world, but Jerry's world. So, there you go. Anyway, but Tom Brady, in my mind, is the greatest of all time at quarterback. And he showed why in this game. Now, you could make the argument that the offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers left a lot to be desired. Um, certainly Tom Brady would say that, and that's exactly what he did say in the post-game press conference. He said he can do better, the team can do better, especially the offense and especially... In the red zone, the red area, the scoring, you know, uh, zone of the field. Um, the defense can step their game up a little bit. But, you know, um, he did say this is a good momentum builder. This is a good step for them. This is a good uh, step in the direction of where they like to go. So... Um, that was the Monday night game that took place. Of course, my New England Patriots, my favorite team, um, didn't do too well yesterday. Um, and, you know, didn't do too well might be an understatement in this particular case because they got beat by 13 at Miami. Um, that doesn't typically happen. Um, especially not with the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick on the sidelines. But nevertheless, that's what happened. And in this day and age, um, at a time where we're considering, you know, 16 points, 15 points, a blowout, they're starting to move the goalposts, no pun intended. They're, they're now saying that 14 points and 13 points is a blowout as well. Make of that what you will, but in any case, we move on. Patriots lost 20-7 to in Miami, so they'll have another chance to get them back in Foxborough, which they would normally do, but uh, in any case, we move on. And there's... Other games that I could get into, but, you know, well, okay, might as well talk about it, because there's not a whole lot else to 
talk about when it comes to sports right now. What other games popped up? Oh yes, so the um, Washington Commanders, they were in action. Carson Wentz looked really good. Of course, they're a division foe to my Cowboys, so I try not to say anything good about them because you're not supposed to if they're a division rival. But Carson Wentz looked pretty well. Um, of course, he took on uh, a nice, uh, you know, a nice uh, task to to say, I guess. Um, of course, they were playing um, with Carson Wentz under center with their first. Basically, he's playing for a former division foe. Um, of course, he played with the Eagles a few seasons ago, and there's no love lost there. But uh, now he's with the Washington Commanders, so we'll see what happens as time goes on. Okay. Now, let's see. Oh, by the way, the Commanders won that match, in case any of you were curious. I forget who they were facing. You'll have to check it up online to see who exactly they were facing. But I do know that they won. That's for sure. But in any case, we move on. The Ravens played the Jets in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Of course, they played the New York football Jets, as they called it. Called them. Um, but here's what really gets me going. They did a Jets landing, which is a, you know, two-arm gesture and have your arms out like two, uh, you know, uh, you know, like a plane would do, right? And you would go, meow, 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 you know, but to see... Um, the Ravens players move their arms in a propeller type motion as if, um, you know, they're riding a plane in Jetland, you know, in, you know, New York Jets territory, um, in the Meadowlands, whatever you want to call it. New York football Jets got beat and they got taunted on their own home stadium. Uh, so, make of that what you will, but it's the Jets. I mean, there's not much to talk about there. Really, there isn't. Um, so, let's let's move on. Um, but before I do, it's unclear to me if Zach Wilson played or if backup Super Bowl MVP at one point, Joe Flacco, played. So... You'll have to look into that and in your own time, but I don't have time to look into that right now. Um, so let's move on. So any good games I left out? The Saints played the Falcons. That was a a one-point finish. <laughs> um, of course, there's no love lost there. Those teams do not like each other. And 
uh, I'm not going to mention their name, but someone um, close to me said at one point, both teams are made to beat each, beat each other. And I would agree with that. Both teams are made to beat each, uh, beat each other. Um, the Saints and the Falcons played a really good game. Um, it's usually close games bet between these two NFC South rivals. And I think Booger McFarlane said it best. Um, he played in the NFC North. Uh, excuse me, the NFC South. Oh, we're off to a good start, aren't we? <laughs> That's how you know it's early in the podcast if I make bloopers, blunders, and all that. But bear with me, folks. <laughs> Humor me here. It's uh, it's only early in the episode, so you can only get better, right? That's what we do as podcasters. We're improv specialists. Just got to roll with the punches and be able to laugh at yourself <laughs> every once in a while. And, you know, poke fun at yourself sometimes. So, there you go. But anyway, so... Where was that? Oh, yeah. So, Booger McFarlane said it best. He said he played in the NFC South. He also said that none of those teams like each other. The Saints, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, you know, all those teams. You know, they do not like each other. Um, don't forget the Panthers. So again, the Saints, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers, they don't like each other. Saints versus Falcons. That's always a heated division battle. Um, Saints versus Buccaneers. That's a big-time division rivalry and has been for a while. Um, but it's only heated up with Tom Brady um, being involved in the mix as well. Uh... You know, and of course the Panthers, the Buccaneers, that's another rivalry. Um, so those are your top NFC South rivalries right there. Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, Saints, um, Panthers, Buccaneers, um, Panthers, Saints, the list goes on and on. Um, and, uh, you know... I think that's the only division in the NFL where just about every match within that division is a rivalry game. Um, second to only the AFC North, I do believe. But um, do the statistics on your own time. But in any case, we move on. Finally, one more game I want to talk about, and then I'm going to switch gears to another professional sports topic and go from there um but first and foremost some of you by now if you've been paying attention on this podcast would know that of course my favorite teams are number one the patriots number two the Bengals. number three the cowboys and of course number four the las vegas raiders now, this is where I'm going to end it as far as the NFL is concerned. Okay. The Raiders and the Chargers played against each other on opening night 
the same matchup that ended last season. Um, and that was a barn burner. For those of you who haven't checked that out, please do so. You will not be disappointed. That was a treat. That was a legendary game. It felt like a playoff game. And it might as well have been a postseason game because it had all the makings of a postseason game. Thrills and chills and skills all on display. Uh, you know, false finishes. Everything you could have imagined. Um, but Raiders Chargers played and that game was fairly decent. I don't know if it is as good as last season's game was. But uh, it's a good step for where you know, Derek Carr and, of course, where uh, Justin Herbert um, will go from here. So um, that's all I have to talk about when it comes to the NFL. Uh, let me bring one more thing up, and then I'm going to close the show out uh, and try to get back at it tomorrow. So finally, I've made headway. Of course, I keep talking about... You know, me getting the book called It's Better to Be Feared, and now I have the latest on that information. So I went to a library, right? And currently I'm reading a book called The Book of Bones, um, and The Four Agreements Companion Book. But I just now received a, a tip that I could get the book It's Better to Be Feared as soon as Wednesday. So, hopefully when Wednesday comes around, I'll have the book It's Better to Be Feared back in my possession. There is no waiting list at this time. And so hopefully I'll get to get right on track with that. That's been a project of mine I've been trying to get to ever since uh, I started these two books, so... I'd like to have the one book, The Book of Bones, to be finished by Wednesday. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I ideally want to have The Book of Bones finished Wednesday. Um, the Four Agreements companion book is no big deal. That can be finished in two days. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So... That's the freestyle part of this podcast. Of course, I announced on last show, the last show that there was, episode 80, I believe, or it might have been 79, one of the two, that uh, the MLB postseason is just one month away. Um, the ALDS and NLDS um, is going to be taking place, you know, probably on TBS or something like that. Usually it says TBS, the home of the NLDS, or home of the ALDS, and then it will say home of the NLCS, home of the ALCS. Um, but this should make for a good postseason in Major League Baseball. Um, the top teams, you know who they are by now. The Dodgers in the West, and of course... We'll see what happens with teams like the Cardinals. And we'll see if the Padres can make noise late in the season. 
the Giants, mm, yeah, I get it. They're a division foe to the Dodgers, just like the Padres are. But the the Giants haven't made much of an impact at all over the past few months. Um, I'm not going to rule out the fact they could get a wild card spot in the Major League Baseball postseason. But it looks it looks kind of more like wishful thinking at this point if you're a San Francisco Giants fan. So, um, if you're a Dodgers fan, that's everything you want to hear because you want your division rivals to not have a chance to make the postseason. And, of course, don't forget, those Los Angeles Dodgers, who were the reigning champs at the time, they actually defeated the Giants at Oracle Park in San Francisco and it, they're my pick to get one of the first, if not the first, postseason berths and playoff spot, if you will. Um, they may even clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs and the postseason. Um, certainly my favorites to win the division um, and definitely my favorite to win the World Series. I mean, you got Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger on the defense. Of course, you got Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that is a loaded team. I don't see any team beating them if they get to the World Series. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, I think it's going to come down to I think it's going to come down to the Dodgers versus the World Series champs, the Atlanta Braves, which would be the third consecutive postseason that they faced off. So it'll probably come back to, you know, the Dodgers and the Braves, former champs versus the current champs. So make of that what you will, but in any case, we move on. In the East, you have the Yankees, you have the Rays in a fight, in a excuse me, in a fight for the division, the AL East, uh, a fight that it looks like the Yankees should win, but I'm not going to rule the Rays out of winning the American League East. Um, that's not to say if they'll clinch a playoff spot, because I love watching the New York Yankees, I'm a Yankees fan, and to see the division rival Rays kind of come close makes me a little on edge, but uh, in any case, we'll move on. So, what else? Okay, so, um, the uh, Monday night game that I was, you know, announcing my previous episodes is currently underway of course you have a quote-unquote revenge game for Russell Wilson as he's taking his former team the Seattle Seahawks um the score is currently 17-13 in favor of the Seahawks they got their lime 
excuse me, they got their lime green uh, co colorways going right now. Um, of course, you know, you have Geno Smith on the other side at quarterback for, of course, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, keep in mind, this is a tough place to play. It's a hostile environment. It's a... Uh, it's, it's hard to play in that uh, stadium if you are the visiting team. Something that Russell Wilson has found out all too well in this game. But here's the thing. He's on a better team. He's got somewhat, I guess you could say, a better situation. I don't know if I'd necessarily say a better head coach. Because you got Pete Carroll on the sideline. And keep in mind, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson were... That was a good duo for a little while. That duo one time won a Super Bowl. And, of course, I love the job that Coach Pete Carroll does on the sideline. Um, regardless of what team he's coached for. At one point, um, and of course make of this what you will, he coached my New England Patriots at one point. Um, he coached USC. You know, he's a, a great coach. And even without Russell Wilson, he's still making, you know, success for himself and his team. Um... Meanwhile, uh, this this is a close one right here. If I were a betting man, I would have to pick the, the Broncos to win this game simply because you have Russell Wilson at quarterback. You have the Broncos being the better team. But on the other side, you have Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks, and yeah, you have Geno Smith at quarterback with what I mean that isn't saying much, but so um before I end this episode let me uh please direct your attention to this Monday night football game. And I know that's kind of reverse psychology. I know that's uh you know, adversely affecting what I'm doing here. Um, you know, I know it's, uh, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive for me to announce, you know, you fan fanatics and supporters, listeners, and audience members of this podcast to turn your attention to a different um, platform, you know, a different, uh, you know, event going on, a different, you know, uh, a different, um, you know, broadcast, but with all due respect, it is Monday Night Football, and... I'd like to pay my respects to these great athletes, these NFL players, 
and I'll get right back at it tomorrow. So before I close out the show, big thanks and shout out to all of you, audience members, listeners, fans of the podcast. I'm going to try to watch Good Morning America so you get the non-sports news, media topics, current events, etc., etc., etc. Definitely professional sports news, professional wrestling if there's time, and try to freestyle on this podcast if there's any time remaining. But as for today, that will do it. Um, Please direct your attention to the Monday night football game between the Seahawks and the Broncos. Um, If anything, the NFL can definitely use ratings. They can definitely use ratings and they can definitely use publicity. They can use all the help they can get because they've had a couple of down years. Um, So yeah. But also tune in to Monday Night Raw if you're a professional wrestling fan like I am. Kind of doing a little bit of both here. So, there you go. All right. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you all for listening in, tuning in, and, uh, you know, being a supporter of this podcast. Couldn't have done it without all of you. And on November 1st, it'll be my one year um, anniversary. I was able to take this podcast in different locations. Um, over the past couple weeks or so, so it's good, goes to show you how much this podcast has adapted, evolved, and gotten with the times, and changed, and I thanks to all of you for allowing me to do that on this platform for all of you. Thanks everybody, have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your night, and I'm going to try to be at it first thing tomorrow. All right, take care.